Hello, fellow travelers. This is David Woods, your host and trusted guide. Welcome to our little fellowship as we gather to discuss the Christian life in a post-Christian world. We are broadcasting from Babylon with love. From imagination, um, what is the way to, to start to work on these things? How do we think through where to go? Okay, I think there needs to be a recognition of, uh, of, a, of a, a place that we have, uh, as evangelicals particularly, uh, where we don't have Jesus as our heartbeat. We have, we have him in the canopy. And, uh, you know, particularly in, in, you know, of late, we've been trying to discourage uh, turning toward politics as an answer toward some of our contemporary problems right now. To turn toward politics and look at that as an answer is, is to maybe get by for what you want, but something's been revealed here in the failure of, of, uh, of, our, of our politics to address even life and death. Mm. Uh, something's been exposed here that politics doesn't belong in that place. Only the Lord belongs in that place. And, and um, you know, I, I won't redo Sunday's sermon from John chapter 6, but, but, but Jesus uh, being in that place, even though he's difficult to understand sometimes and he's difficult to embrace and accept for all, uh, uh, we have to accept him and embrace him. We have to understand, as Peter confessed in uh, John 6, the end of John chapter 6, that we don't have anywhere else to go. We can't turn toward a political solution, uh, that, that he's the Holy One of God. And, uh, and so, so turning toward him, I think, is where we need to start as evangelicals. Um, you know, we've got to get saved. I mean, I hate to sound so cynical, uh, but if, if, if there's this broad uh, culture out there that's living in fear, a little bit of fear, a little bit of whatever, but civil, uh, good people wanting to do good, work hard jobs and, and suffer like everybody else. If there's a bulk of Americans that are in that place, we can't call them to Christ if we're not walking with Christ. <laughs> we can't call them anywhere. Yeah. And all we can do is promise them political solutions mm. and uh, you know, one of the ways I look at this comes from uh, Tolkien's uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and I, I'm convinced more and more, I, I, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I started uh, listening to it. I know, uh, fortunately, we have uh, several in our little flock who do this regularly <laughs> and annually. And, uh, and I hesitate to even talk about it because they're going to put me in my place. But, <laughs> you know, there's something about the rings, the ring. Yeah in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, that is the political power. Mm. Um, and, you know, you're the literary expert, so uh, you can forgive me for viewing it as the political power of the day, but, um, but it, it was present and it corrupted everyone. Right. Uh, you remember in uh, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf refused to take the ring. Uh, Frodo said, I can't have this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you take it, Gandalf. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Gandalf responded to him and said, no, uh, the way of the ring to my heart is by pity, pity for weakness and desire 
uh, of strength to be good. So he knew if he took the ring, he would pity people who were weak and, and he would use that power to help to do good. But by indulging in that power, he said it would be it would wield too great a strength over me. It right. would it would overcome me. It would corrupt me. Right. So you know all through, all through the fellowship of the ring, you have, you have only one beings or beings that can handle the corruption of the ring, and those are the hobbits. And the reason why is because the hobbits had a particular culture that grounded them in certain things that made them immune to the, to the most severe power of the ring. So as uh, Tolkien describes Hobbit culture, he says it's got a balance of leisure, contemplation, and hope. Mm. Uh, the Hobbits live in that. You know, they, remember, they, they like food. They like to eat. They have celebrations. <laughs> they, they like to stop and think. They talk to each other about things. They contemplate things. They imagine things. And they're always filled with hope. So the ring threatens them, and the ring is, is appealing to them, but they are the only ones that can go through Middle Earth and take this ring to the Mount of Doom and let it be destroyed. They are the only ones that can withstand the corruption of it. So that's what I see in, in, the, in the believer, in the humble believer in Jesus. Uh, if, we, if we do this right, if we teach and we promote those who want to have faith in Christ, who want to have him as their Lord and none other, that, that we'll have uh, a, a, a people who follow Jesus who can be corrupted, but might not be corrupted. They can be tempted, but they stand a chance to resist that temptation because they're deeply rooted in the things that are not narcissistic. They're, they're deeply rooted in in things that are full of honor and integrity and love. And so there's a balance when the corruption comes and tempts. It's like they don't want to lose that, that integrity. They don't want to lose that, that hope and that love. So they're able to struggle against the corruption. They're, they don't just give in. They don't mm -hmm. just say, oh, well, yeah, I'm going for that. There's nothing else here. No cynicism there. So, uh, and they live in an enchanted world. They live in a world that they know is enchanted. And I believe that if we are worshiping prayerful people following the lord who's lord over all that we can see the world as enchanted we can understand that our world can be enchanted if your world's not enchanted maybe you're not praying about the right things maybe you're not connected with god right now because you know he's taking you through something and you're not responsive or maybe uh, maybe you just need to spend more time at it. Maybe you need more of a commitment to the scriptures. But I, I'm I'm pretty certain that any person who's living and breathing can call on the name of the Lord, and the Lord will draw that person to Himself closer and closer in a walk. So I th I feel, Dave, seriously that. The, the darkness that we're facing now is like the darkness in the imaginative story of, of the Lord of the Rings, uh, mm -hmm. the Fellowship of the Ring. It's a darkness that is very threatening. Uh, you can deny it, but, but there are forces. Remember what they said about the ring. The ring finds, mm -hmm. the ring binds, mm -hmm. and then the ring rules. Mm -hmm. and, and it has that, that power to corrupt them on its own. That's what political power will do to us. Yeah. We taste it. 
we get what we want. We think we buy something, and uh, and then pretty soon it binds us together in community, mm-hmm. and then pretty soon it rules us. It's so interesting. Um, Gandalf says like Bilbo was the only one who was able to voluntarily give it up, but just barely, right? Like I mean, he really just barely. And and one of the the peculiar effects the ring had on him was it gave him the the illusion of of youth. It mm-hmm. gave him this like longevity that he didn't look like he aged it looked like this sort of i'm just thinking of like this the self instead of the person you know i'm thinking of those qualities that are the sort of the brand or the image and then once he gives it up he ages in his appearance rapidly to actually match how many years he's really lived and so it has these effects Uh, but he even describes it i think before he gives it up where he says that he feels stretched too thin, mm. like it's stretched him, it's stretched him out. It's it's offered all sorts of things, but it's stretched him out. He says like um, like butter spread over too much bread. Wow. And I mean, like just this image of like of a self that's thinning or or a person that's being stretched instead of being sort of um, filled with good things. It's being stretched further than it was meant to go in different ways and and seems to be just part of its effects even on him before he does finally mm. uh, give up that that ring so to to resist the ring is to recover personhood to recover personhood instead of a self or a selfie instead of a brand instead of an image that we publish or that we um, that we manufacture or that we uh, use uh, other means to try to um, uh, stay young or what, whatever it is that we're trying to look or feel the power, the strength of, um, to recover the enchantment of the place we've been put, the people we're around, the world we are in, um, to recover that personhood would sort of, like you're saying with Hobbit culture, would would fill out a life uh, that has leisure, has balance, has good things, has hope, obligations, responsibilities, um, and then leave not a lot of room for these other things to to be so tempting or to be uh, desired that we would be seeking, uh, I don't know, the, this, this political power or yeah. this partisan identity because our identity would have a fullness to it um, that would be less in, enamored, less tempted yeah. by by these other things. In the way that, that ultimately that Frodo is less tempted, much less tempted uh, by the ring, especially seeing its effects uh, even on Bilbo. But Frodo is, is so much less tempted than anyone around him yeah. by the ring because he has a personhood, that, yes. a, a life. And that, developed it. Yeah. Yeah. The, these hobbits have been loved and they know how to love and they believe in love. And that's what we're losing sight of right now. Uh, we're losing sight of the fact that love has any value. People want to win mm. when they're when they're uh, inverted. They want to. They just want to rule and win. Um, and you know, I, I think about uh, this is kind of a rhetorical question that you know, Jesus doesn't have a lot of selfies, uh, pictures <laughs> taken, um, because he he lived in in such a way that he didn't. Uh, promote anything but who who he is i mean he he is the he in the flesh is the light of the world his life is the light of the world so um 
I, I think about him learning the skill growing up of making coffins. Hmm. Uh, I think about him saying the whole world was out to get him and was going to destroy him. I think about him understanding when, when people asked him questions that they were after something else. Hmm. Uh, and I think about the, the, the truth that he had and the truth he pursued. But the way he lived was humble and it was, there was an ordinariness about it that even 12 fishermen could, could uh, hang, around, hang around with him and keep up with him. Uh, and there, there's something about uh, the life we need to be living that can't be centered in. We need to recognize hate, hate speech. Uh, we need to recognize uh, things that are around us that they're not right. And we need to, to call them not right. And it's not that you have to do anything about it, but you can't embrace it and mm. espouse it. You can't think it's going to show the way out of the wilderness for us. And, um, you know, I, and I think that uh, I, I remember uh, Jesus' words in Luke 18 where uh, he, he's telling the story about the relentless widow who, who keeps praying to the unjust judge. And the unjust judge finally gives in. And at the end of that passage in, in uh, verse 8 of, of Luke 18, he says... Uh, uh, will the Son of Man, when he comes, find faith on the earth? That's the literal translation, find the faith. Mm. So the faith is, is people together uh, believing individually and, and being together in a community of faith who believe in Jesus as Lord, believe in him as the one who's going to come. And so when he comes back, he says, will I even find that faith on the earth? Will it even still be here? And so, so that's the, that's the Bilbo and Fro, uh, Frodo journey. That's, well, I guess, Sam and Frodo, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, dark days, they're going through, uh, they, you know, they, they feel like they're going to fail. They feel like they don't have a chance to, to, to win or to, to destroy the ring. But at least if they die, it's over, <laughs> you know, at least if they... And if they die, they have a good obituary because yes. they died doing something that was worth doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a humility there that I think uh, we, we have got to train people who want to know Jesus to have it. Uh, you can't trust in Jesus as Lord if you want to win the day. Uh, you, you, I mean, ultimately, this, this darkness we're in right now with, with so much turmoil and so much uh, failure and so much death around us, the, the Lord allowed this to happen. And, you know, there's a historical cycle of uh, the 1918 plague was followed by the Roaring Twenties. Mm. Uh, get out there and live, folks, followed by a depression of unequaled proportion, followed by the rise of a nationalism that turned tribalism and brought us the KKK and other great institutions, mm. ha-ha, and then ultimately ended in the uh, Nazi regime. So if that's a historical cycle that we're getting another chance at, uh, you know, we definitely want to do it better than the last time. And then the, the answer is not just not political power, but it's not, it's not the economy, stupid, right? It's not, the answer is not, oh, we recovered our ability to, to spend and consume. We must be all right now. What, um, what we've been allowed to do is drift off of the original intent uh, we've been able to um, to believe things that on our on their face we know they're absurd. We know you can't serve God and Mammon. We know that that's going to come to tension. 
Uh, we, we can't put uh, money in that place of God. Uh, we know those things, but, but what the mask that's been ripped off of us is that we've allowed ourselves to think that, yeah, that's okay, because the ends justify the means, and, and we've got all these rationale and all these arguments that, that make things okay that are not okay. And, you know, the original uh, political structure in America was a very suspicious structure. I mean, it was an agreement of we're going to have a secular government uh, and, and we're going to cooperate as believers with it because we want a government that's, that's accountable and, and, you know, like the, like the, uh, the temptation of the ring, uh, the power that's there and the money that's there is going to tempt people and corrupt people. So we want a government that has a process, that has institutions, that has uh, ways of doing things that, are, that have self-protective mechanisms built in them. Uh, that is, that's the political power that, that America has had in the past. I'm not saying that that's not fault-free, but I would like to see a, a turn of a corner where we have a more conservative, truly conservative uh, 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 financial um, government that has a process. Remember John McCain fought over process? Because, hmm. you know, I... Well, let's have a process where people can say, hey, don't do that because it's going to mess up these people. And, and, and so we get together and, and by a process, we try to include everybody. And then through that process, we legislate and, uh, and, 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 and be more accepting on a, on a social um, basis. I mean, if you're going to have a free society, you're going to have people walk into a legislature with AR-15s and go, I want my uh, tattoo shop open. <laughs> and you're going to have uh, uh, transgender people reading in libraries to kids. I mean, sure. it, that's the price of the free society. Mm -hmm. So w however we, we turn the corner and go forward, we can't be expunging things that we've agreed to, uh, to tolerate and be a part of. And we've got to be ready to to have something there for people that's that's legit we can't be telling people to become christians when we're not christians mm -hmm. so i you know that's my uh, little soapbox of this um i see as really dark times i mean but i'm full of hope uh i we could restore what was uh what was um very carefully planned in america to be a society that was filled with believers but had a secular society that allowed for people to, to uh, work and hold down a place, but to come to know the Lord and then eventually give themselves to the Lord. Uh, you know, we, we have a, uh, still that structure there uh, that we could have another evangelical era. I don't, I don't think unless the church gets to work, we're going to do that. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it. It looks much more like, uh, well, what Gandalf was afraid of for himself, uh, what Boromir tries to do, right? It looks like people with the good or with good intentions wanting to just take the ring, build the thing, and make the world for everyone to live in. And and that would be, I mean, that, that, that example with Gandalf is so important because that has been the temptation for the Christian church in America in particular is we feel we know the Lord. We yeah. feel we know how people should live. We feel we know what human flourishing looks like. We feel yeah. that we know the truth, the, the good, the beautiful, and yes. that we can just tell people how to do that. And 
and and that is where the danger comes all that compromise can be uh through a a veil of uh, we're doing this for everyone's good yeah and and that's the corruption of the ring and and the fellowship of the ring is that it personalizes the way it works on each person and it brings out that dark potentiality that each person has you know that knowledge of the of the tree of good and evil when we know that we are in a place that we have potential corruption right there and add to that a little political power and uh, we're often running in the wrong direction completely. And, you know, the uh, I mean, the the revelation scenario of of Antichrist is 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 that there is this power that has settled things. Right. The, the sort of the that the sea uh, sort of proffers and, and uh, vomits up to to kind of solve whatever the the felt problem is of of the sea's own being the sea right the tumult or the the chaos of human society of human life and and that move to the strong individual the strong yes. man the strong person uber mentioned the, the uber mentioned beyond beyond i alone can be trusted beyond <laughs> all these other things to just simply move history forward and to do what's good for everyone yeah. um and that you're saying, and this is this is almost a side issue because I know it's not necessarily on everyone's radar, the political um, thing we're talking about, the specific political setup of America, but what you and I are talking about is the temptation in a, a time in which a vacuum has opened up, in which all of the failures, all of the pettiness, all of the complete chaotic division and hatred of human beings has been revealed for what it is. Um, that is unfortunately the most ripe moment for everyone to go after the ring for everyone who feels because everyone I mean maybe there are some individuals who who are trying to do evil but you know as Aristotle or or Plato would say everyone thinks they're doing good right (laughs) everyone thinks everyone on every side thinks that they have the best plan for all the things yeah and that their way is the best way Jeremiah thought, wow, with this ring, it'll make me more efficient. Right. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Utopian society or, or the, the Christian nation, whatever it is, everyone has that same goal. And so what we just want to sort of continually sort of try to put a, a wedge between is the difference between the church and the state. Yes. Is that we, we believe that American society um, was appropriately uh, – cynical about uh, people in power and set up a secular government to allow for all sorts of visions of the good to be at contest um but that things would move slowly through you know transparent but laborious processes to eventually bring about decisions that would shape aspects of public life um, but that ultimately, even if you disagreed with many of those decisions or whatever, these were not who you are. This yes. is not your your personhood. This is not your identity. You could live under any regime, if you want to use that word for our fragile nature, but um, under any sort of four-year uh, you know, uh, president or any sort of who's in charge of Congress, that you could live under any circumstance and you are not 
under threat as a person. Yeah. You, you are not less able to know Jesus and walk with him. You are not less able to love your neighbor. You are not less able to be a good father or mother or husband or brother or sister or wife or whatever. That, that life has not been changed because of whoever may be uh, making certain decisions yes. in, that, in that schema. And, and those that live in the enchanted world of belief would not be running justice on those who don't believe in an enchanted world mm. and, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, kind of protecting the overall concept of having justice outside of people who judge mm. so freely and so easily. So, yeah. And, you know, David, just another thought. Um, Jesus allows every generation to live with the awareness that it could be the last generation. Mm -hmm. So I just dispute people who go, you know, that's just too dark. Your, your thinking is too dark because Antichrist spirit is real. And like you say, with given the right opportunities, it's going to accelerate and, uh, and come full circle. That's scripture. That's what scripture says. So uh, I, think, I think we do wise to, to look at power uh, in, in terms of competing with God, that Jesus calls us daily to only look to him, that, that his life, his flesh, he himself, his, his death and execution by a Roman and a religious world, that, that we have to embrace that each and every day and realize that he is coming again and his kingdom uh, will be never ending. And he is Lord now. He's testing mm. people through generations and times and tough times. He's testing them to see if they'll stay with what justice is, if they'll love, if they'll, uh, if they'll think of others at times when you're tempted to only think of yourselves. And I've got to think we're in a time of, of testing as well as him trying to shape us uh, for his purposes in the future. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's dark sometimes but it's truthful it's realist it's the same kind of realism that jesus lived under that mm -hmm. the first 300 years of of followers lived under uh when gandalf tells frodo describes in detail um sort of the growing darkness and and where it's coming from and where it's motivated and things like that early on in the fellowship uh, frodo says i wish it need not have happened in my time and then Gandalf says, so do I, and so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. Wow. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. I like that. So, John, thank you. 33 episodes. I'm not, I'm not going to do the, the evangelical numerology thing, but... Frodo's 33rd birthday Whoa. does happen at the very beginning of Fellowship. Yes. <laughs> 33 episodes, Frodo 33. Very good. There's, there's other 33s you might be aware. Okay, but 33 episodes. Uh, thank you so much for starting this with us. Thank you for bringing us to this point and for giving us, I hope, a genuine, interesting way of thinking as we move into summer, um, that we have a personhood mm. to craft that a life of, of, of hope, a life of leisure, a life of family and friendship, that a full life is something that we have been given by a good God, mm -hmm. and that from that life, we can call in the name of the Lord to live well in that life, not for a resume, 
not for a brand, um, but for a, a, a fullness of life that, that mm-hmm. tells a good story that is caught up in a, in a much bigger and even better story. Um, but that there is work to be done that is enchanted, is beautiful, that this is a time not for despair or desperation, but cultivating skills, yes. playing the long game, as we said so many times, uh, so many episodes ago. Um, we're, we're in this for the long haul. We're in yeah. this as long as we're here, and we want to be people of integrity, people of character, people with this deep, developing personhood. Um, and then that's, that's what the Lord's going to use uh, to help us, especially if so many of our neighbors are caught somewhere in the middle of all this, uh, of all the rhetoric and of all the temptations and, and might even, especially at a moment like this, when, you know, giants are being seen in the hinterlands mm-hmm. and all these kinds of things might be especially, um, willing mm. to hear about the Lord, to see, yeah. um, a good neighbor living for a good reason, um, in an honest and a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for my pleasure, Dave and hello to your listeners and, uh, blessings on summer. And we are excited, um, as I said before, to say that we will be back for season two. We've had a lot of love and support um, and given us the encouragement to keep going forward. But we just want to thank anyone who has listened, uh, who has enjoyed any of these, who's found any of our episodes uh, helpful or useful or encouraging. Um, and if you've shared them, if you, anything that you've uh, done to participate in this, I hope you will continue to participate in this little project. But ultimately, we just want to follow Jesus. We want to walk with the Lord. We want to call on the Lord. We want to praise the Lord when we see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So as always, we say farewell for another day um, and Godspeed to you. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. If you found any of this interesting, we do hope you will share the podcast, that you will rate us on iTunes with those five sweet stars, and and that you will subscribe, and that you will tell your friends and your neighbors and your relatives and your mother Lois to subscribe. And your sweet, sweet grandmother, old grandmother Eunice. Eunice should definitely subscribe. Until next time, may you live well, think well, and love well. Godspeed.